Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me here. In tonight's story, we return to the mysterious Peacock House, a beautiful mansion filled with secrets. You'll continue your explorations, solving puzzles to move from one room to the next and see where you end up. But if you drift off in the meantime, that's fine too. And don't worry if you haven't heard the first story. You can still enjoy this one tonight and listen to the Peacock House another time. A number of you emailed me requesting a follow-up to the first story. So I really hope you enjoy listening to this brilliant creative tale tonight which was written by Alexandra. At Get Sleepy, our mission is to help as many people as possible to rest easier and get the restorative sleep that we all deserve. In order to make that mission possible, we rely on the amazing support of our sponsors and of our Get Sleepy Premium supporters. So, if you're enjoying the show, and feel like you're getting a lot of personal value from it, we would be so grateful to have your support too. As a Get Sleepy Premium member, you'll have access to over 500 full-length stories and meditations, completely and entirely ad-free. Plus, every Thursday, we release a new bonus episode, exclusive to the Premium feed. Tomorrow, Eric will be narrating a story about a magical visit to Niagara Falls. To hear that and everything else on Get Sleepy Premium, go to getsleepy.com support. The first seven days are free, so you can make sure you're happy. That's getsleepy.com support, or just follow the link in the show notes. So now, give yourself permission to relax and get ready to enter that sleepy, dreamy state where anything is possible. You can leave the day behind and let go of any thoughts and worries 
however things went for you today, and however you felt about it, it's time to let go and prepare for a fresh start tomorrow. There's nothing you need to do now but rest, relax, and listen to our story. Take a deep breath in and allow the air to flow back out, letting go of anything you no longer need to hang on to. Once more, breathing in and easing the air back out letting go in the process. Begin to picture yourself standing in front of a door. What does it look like? Try to visualize the color, the material, the shape of the handle, In just a moment, you're going to walk through this door. Maybe it will lead you to the entrance hall of the Peacock House. Or maybe you'll find yourself drifting into sleep right away. When you're ready, imagine yourself stepping towards the door. You turn the handle and enter. And this is where our story begins. As you look around the room, you feel a sense of comforting familiarity. Somehow, you're sure that you've been in this place before, even if it was only a dream. You're standing in a large, beautifully decorated entrance hall. It's like something from a Middle Eastern fairy tale. All around you are blue and white tiles gleaming in the lamplight. A small fountain sunken into the floor makes a soothing, trickling sound. At the center of the room is a grand staircase spiraling upwards. You have no idea where it leads but you remember the doors from last time. Towards the back of the hall are some arched doorways. There are two to the left 
and two to the right. Each doorway is marked by columns of shining white marble and has a mosaic symbol just above the arch. From left to right, there's a moon, a shell, a flame, and a peacock. Last time you were here, you walked through the peacock door. In fact, there was an actual bird here, a peacock with shining feathers that roamed through the hall. It was the sight of the bird that prompted you to go through the door with the peacock symbol. Looking around the hall now, there's no sign of the bird. You're the only one here, and the room is silent, apart from the relaxing trickle of the fountain in the background. And yet, this house doesn't feel lonely. It's a peaceful place to be, and you're at ease here. Besides, you have a feeling that you might encounter the peacock later, if you're lucky. A sighting of the bird will probably mean that you're on the right path as you make your way through the mansion. You already know where the peacock door leads. It takes you to a hallway, and then to a grand, airy room with a view of the garden. But you have no idea where the other doors lead. The moon, the shell, and the flame. This time, you'll choose one of the others. Your intuition guides you to the left, to the doorway marked with a crescent moon in glittering mosaics. You're so curious to see what lies on the other side of the arch, and you feel a flutter of excitement as you pass through. The doorway leads to a long, narrow hall. There are no windows, but colorful glass lanterns hang from the ceiling, illuminating the hall with a soft, pinkish glow. When you try to open the door to your left, you find it locked. The door to your right seems to be locked too. But you know that finding your way through this house requires patience, and it's a bit like solving a puzzle Instead of simply passing from one room to the next, you have to work out how to get there. There are so many doors, 
it would take a while to try them all to see if they're unlocked. So instead, you decide to continue walking along the hallway, looking for clues. At first glance, all the doors look identical. They're all made of dark, reddish-brown wood with a glossy sheen. And they all have ornate brass handles, which shine when they catch the light of the lanterns. As the light passes through the colored glass, it creates patches of pink and gold, glowing on the surface of the door. There's something hypnotic about the effect. As you stare at one of the doors, mesmerized by the patterns of light, you notice something. The handle is a different shape to the others. It's curved at the edges, like a crescent moon. This must be it, you think. And when you press down lightly on the handle, you discover that your instinct was right. The door swings open, revealing a dimly lit library. When you enter, the floorboards creaking under your feet, your first impression is that it's a small, dark room. Towering bookcases create a kind of tunnel. There's a window on the far wall, but the curtains are drawn. The main source of light is a dusty chandelier that hangs from the ceiling. Initially, you assume that the bookcases mark the boundaries of the room. But after taking a few more steps, you discover a gap in the shelves. It's just large enough for a person to fit through, and it leads to another area. The library has an unusual shape. It's actually an enormous room, consisting of many different spaces. Each small, cozy area is lined with tall, wooden shelves, which are filled with old books. They have a lovely, musty scent that permeates the air. You breathe in deeply, relishing the faint hints of vanilla in the fragrance. It's so calming. And even though you've never been in this room before, you somehow feel at home. You're curious to seek out all the nooks and crannies 
so you take your time as you explore the library. All the different areas are like rooms within a room, each with a collection dedicated to a particular subject. For instance, there's a poetry corner and a history section. Another corner of the room has shelves filled with books in a mysterious language you've never seen before. You can't even begin to guess what they might be. You're tempted to make yourself comfortable in one of the plush armchairs and flick through some of these beautiful books. But you're also keen to solve the puzzle. There's a locked door in the astronomy section and your instinct tells you that there must be a way to open it. You have no idea where to begin. The library is so vast and clues could be hiding anywhere. If the solution is in one of these books, it would take you years to find it. There are so many dusty old volumes lining the shelves, covering every topic imaginable. But maybe there's a key hidden between the pages of one of these books. Or perhaps you need to pull a book from a shelf to trigger a mechanism and unlock the door. Your mind wanders as you take out the books on a whim, one by one. This may not be the way to solve the puzzle, but even so, you like handling the books feeling their weight and the crisp texture of their pages. Every now and then, you close your eyes and smell the paper, inhaling that wonderful, evocative scent. In that moment, it's as if you're transported somewhere else or taken back to another time long ago. But then you remind yourself that there's still plenty to explore here. When you draw back the curtains of one of the windows, you catch a glimpse of a sunlit garden. You'd like to go outside if you can find a way. Maybe the locked door leads to the garden. You wander through the different sections of the library, casting your eyes for clues. The solution can't be hidden in a book, you decide. It must be something a little bit easier 
even if it's not immediately obvious. Some parts of the library have decorations relevant to the books in that section. There's a large antique globe near the atlases, and the poetry corner has a writing desk with an ink pot and quill made from a peacock feather. Then you find yourself drawn back to the astronomy section near the locked door. Here, hanging from the ceiling, is a beautifully crafted replica of the solar system. Models of the planets dangle from silver chains. It reminds you of a mobile in a child's nursery but it also seems to be scientifically accurate. The planets are sized to scale, and the surfaces have been painted with incredible realism. You recognize the gorgeous, opaque blue of Neptune, and the many shades of Jupiter. It's like a huge marble, colored in swells of red and orange. The decoration hangs just above your head. You can't resist reaching up to touch one of the planets. It feels cool and surprisingly heavy, like a precious stone. Then, filled with a sense of childlike wonder, you tug gently on the planet. The whole solar system spins round and round. As you watch the planets slowly spinning, you become aware of a soft clicking sound behind you. The sound is so quiet. If it wasn't for the absolute silence of the library, you probably wouldn't have heard it. But the subtle noise catches your attention, and you turn towards it. Perhaps the sound was coming from the locked door. Could it be? You step towards it and try turning the handle, just out of curiosity. To your astonishment, the door opens. It seems that the model of the solar system was the key. You would never have guessed. Walking through the doorway, you find yourself in a bright, rectangular room. To your left, windows let in the sunlight, 
although the view of the garden is obscured by tree branches. There seems to be a door leading to the garden at the far end of the room, but it's probably locked. So, before you approach the next door, you decide to look around carefully for any possible keys or clues. You explore the room slowly, examining every little detail. Perhaps there's something hidden behind the lace curtains, if you look closely. Or maybe there's a message to be decoded in the pattern of the wallpaper. In certain places, the green and golden swirls almost look like letters. To your right is a glass cabinet. It glitters in the shifting light, which streams through the window opposite. Inside the cabinet are shelves with ornaments and various knickknacks. Peering through the glass, you notice that the middle shelf contains an ornamental menagerie. There are all kinds of little animals, including a golden lion, a crystal swan, and a diamond crocodile. The ornaments must be very valuable. The shell of the sea turtle is studded with green jewels, which might even be emeralds. Then you notice the figurine at the back of the group. The body of the peacock is gold, but its tail is made from a real feather. You carefully pick up the ornament and hold it to the light to inspect it more closely. As your finger brushes along the soft feather of the tail, you notice that it feels loose. You pull gently and the tail detaches from the ornament, revealing a golden key at the other end. You're so pleased with your discovery. This must be the key for the door at the end of the room. It's a beautiful object a shiny gold key with iridescent feathers. You pause to admire it for a moment, then head towards the door to the garden. But as soon as you're standing in front of the door, you realize that the feathered key is too small for the lock you'll have to continue exploring the room 
and look for another, larger key. But just in case, you push lightly on the door handle, and to your surprise, it opens. All along, the door has been unlocked. You decide to put the key in your pocket for later, in case it opens another door in the house. It's almost disappointing that the door opened so easily, but this house is vast, and you know it's just a matter of time before you find yourself hunting for other keys or clues in order to continue your exploration. You go through the door and step outside, and once again, the house confounds your expectations. You were sure you would find yourself in the large garden you glimpsed before on your previous visit to the house. Last time you were here, you caught sight of a vast space resembling a palace garden with pristine lawns and flower beds. But now, you're standing in a walled garden which is relatively small. You walk slowly across the grass and take a deep breath in. It feels good to be outside in the fresh air. The sun is shining and there's a pleasant breeze. Looking around, you notice that the garden is slightly overgrown, which adds to its charm. All the plants seem to be thriving. The walls are covered in thick layers of dark green ivy leaves, and there are large shrubs and bushes dotted here and there. Right in the middle of the garden is a tree with a thick, gnarled trunk. Its branches are expansive, covering the bench below in shade. Nearby, there's an old stone fountain with a circular basin. A couple of small birds take it in turns to bathe in the water. You decide to rest on the bench for a while. It's the perfect place to sit and relax here in the shade as you listen to the birds and the fountain. You close your eyes for a moment, content to do nothing but relax, letting your mind empty. 
when you open your eyes, rubbing them sleepily. You wonder if you drifted off for a moment. It feels as though time has passed, although it can't have been long. The sun still shines brightly above you. Looking at the fountain, you notice that the birds have gone, but the water continues to flow, rising from the spout, then spilling over into the basin below. It feels so calming to watch the fountain. You're mesmerized by the crystalline water, sparkling in the sunlight. But you know that you should start to look elsewhere, too, searching for clues so you can discover the next hidden room or door. Turning back towards the house, you see that there are two doors. To the right is the one you just came through, leading to the room with the animal ornaments. And to your left is another door. It leads to a room you haven't explored yet. This door may be locked, but before you investigate, and continue your explorations inside, you decide to look around the garden some more. You wouldn't want to miss any hidden treasures. For a few minutes, you walk around the garden, gazing at the plants and flowers, and searching for any potential clues. Last time you visited this house, you found a key hidden among the leaves of a palm tree. But now, you already have a key tucked inside your pocket. Perhaps you need to search for a door. It can't be the one leading back inside. Even from here, you can tell that the key in your pocket is too small for that door. You need to find a door that will fit the key. Although you're unlikely to find anything in the garden, you're in no hurry to leave. This is such a peaceful place especially with the ever-present sound of the fountain gently flowing. Before you leave, perhaps you should take a closer look at the fountain. It's very old and covered in moss in places, but you can still make out some of the original carvings and details. Then you notice something 
as you inspect the rim of the basin, you realize that there are words carved into the stone in old-fashioned script. The engraved letters have become less distinct over time, and in order to read them, you have to follow the words around the circumference of the fountain. It looks like some kind of poem. You walk slowly around the fountain and read these words. Here I am free. There you will see. Soon you will find me behind the ivy. What could it mean, you wonder? Stepping away from the fountain, you repeat the last words to yourself. Behind the ivy. The garden walls are covered in vines. Maybe you have to look behind them somehow. There could be something on the other side. You walk slowly alongside the walls, running your hand through the leaves. They feel crisp, reminding you of the books in the library when you were flicking through the pages. You're not sure what you're expecting to find, but every now and then, you push gently against the wall, or move your fingers deeper into the leaves, just in case. Once you've walked all the way round without finding anything, you decide to try another approach. If the key is small, you should be looking for a door with similar proportions. And if the door is small, it could be somewhere low down. The base of the wall is almost entirely covered by dense bushes. But directly opposite the fountain is a section of wall that's visible from top to bottom. There's nothing covering it apart from the ivy. You walk towards this part of the wall and crouch down so you're almost kneeling on the grass. Then you move your hand through the ivy just as you did before. And with a rush of excitement, you feel something. A spherical, metal object. It feels like a doorknob. When you pull back the ivy, you're amazed to find yourself looking at a door, about a meter in height 
it's like something from Alice in Wonderland. You take the feathered key from your pocket and insert it into the lock. It fits perfectly. After turning the key twice, you pull the door open. Peering through, all you can see on the other side are more plants and bushes. It looks like a continuation of the garden. You're thinking about crawling through when you hear a rustling sound from the other side. And then, the peacock appears. The majestic bird walks through the doorway, its shining feathers trailing behind. You saw this peacock on your last visit to the house. It almost seemed to be guiding you, so its reappearance now strikes you as a good omen. You stand and watch the peacock begin its slow, stately walk across the garden towards the house. It's leading you to the door on the left. The bird pauses, waiting for you to open the door. You have no idea whether or not it was locked before, but it opens easily now, as soon as you turn the handle. The peacock steps inside, and you follow it into a large, brightly lit room with wooden floors, white walls, and a very high ceiling. At first, the room appears to be completely empty. There's no furniture. And strangely, the only other door is high up, near the ceiling. It's on the back wall, with a kind of platform or landing in front of it but there's no obvious way of getting there. The room feels incomplete, as though the architect forgot the staircase. For a moment, you're puzzled. But then, the peacock walks towards the middle of the room, and to your amazement, it seems to climb the air. Instead of flying, it's slowly hopping up and up, as though ascending invisible stairs. You start to walk around the room, trying to make sense of what you're seeing, 
and now, with a change in perspective, you see the stairs. They're almost completely transparent, and there's no railing. It's a flight of near-invisible steps, leading to the landing above. You slowly follow the peacock up the steps. It's surreal to glance down and feel as though you're treading on the air. But the steps feel solid beneath your feet, and the peacock has already safely arrived on the carpeted landing. Once you reach it, the only thing left to do is see what's on the other side of the door. Hopefully, it will be a comfortable room where you can rest for a while. You're starting to feel tired after all this time exploring and solving puzzles. The peacock makes a nodding, bowing motion, moving its head in the direction of the door. It's encouraging you to go inside. So you turn the handle and step into the room. You're delighted to find yourself in a large, luxurious bedroom. There's a huge four-poster bed in the middle with plush white pillows and a cream blanket that looks wonderfully soft. Sunlight filters through the lace curtains, creating dappled patterns on the bed. There are some decorations too. On the far wall is a golden oval frame There's a portrait of an elegantly dressed woman holding some kind of animal. And below, on the dressing table, there's an assortment of intriguing little bottles and ornaments. You'd like to get a closer look, but you're feeling so sleepy now. You can examine them later and continue your explorations once you've had a rest. Right now, there's nothing you want to do more than take a long nap in the four-poster bed. So, you change into the pair of silk pyjamas you find folded up at the end of the bed. And then you snuggle down beneath the sheets, pulling the blanket right up to your chin. 
you let out a contented, sleepy sigh. Once again, a good rest is your reward for solving the puzzles of the peacock house. Feeling happy and relaxed, you close your eyes, take a deep breath, and soon drift off.